Hi, I'm Jonah. And I'm Honey. Welcome to Coffee Time with Honey in the Wild. There may be a difference in audio because we discovered that our external mic wasn't plugged in. Yeah. Lessons lessons learning as we keep working through building building recording our sessions so here. Today we're talking through what to put in an about page. Because every time I go to write it, I get as far as, hi, I'm Honey, the honey behind Honey in the Wild. And then I don't know what else to write. So when, when I hear that, hi, I'm Honey, um, <laughs> I think there's a difference. You have the yourself, the artist, yeah. and yourself, the business or the outlet. Yeah. <clears throat> so when people will walk into let's pretend for a moment we had a live physical location on a corner of xy and people can walk in through the door and see all your wonderful creations on shelves you name it hi i'm honey welcome to my studio oh that's nice <laughs> thank you for joining me today i can't wait to show you all the wild and crazy things that i've been working on there you go <laughs> there you go <laughs> Well, that's a that's a good Kickstarter, <laughs> right? <laughs> what would you like to see today? I have crochet. I've got embroidery. I've got abstract paintings. I've got cards and print on demand products and digital products that you can download. And yeah, well, the list goes on and on and on. Well, uh, honestly, <laughs> um, you. Although you use a print-on-demand service, you wouldn't say you have print-on-demand. Uh, I know. Right? I might say I have t-shirts or yes. I have bags or products with my art on them. Yeah, <laughs> Hosanna and I were talking the other day about print-on-demand. She and I, she finally grasped that I was the designer and the print-on-demand was the manufacturer. And they were making products with my designs on them. And she's like, her face... You know, her jaw dropped and she was like, oh, really? It's not just buying someone else's product. You can actually design for it. She got super excited. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. So with that wonderful introduction, <clears throat> it would, you could, that's a wonderful introduction. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's recap. Like, it's been a while since we've honestly, it, it to me, it just feels like Honeywell was here one day you it's know been here forever it's been here for a long time and we've experimented with different names throughout the years but now why why honey the wild why do we have this online website online store i know we're being creative with different products but to everyone else who walks into sees this why what's the purpose like kind of the mission behind well it? i i have this little problem of having too many ideas i'm working i i want to work on too many projects so um, I would start a website for a specific product and type of thing. And then I would like move on to the next thing kind of. And <laughs> so we're like, I'll just put it all on one and it can be one big studio and honey, you know, like honey in the wild. So I think that 
no, because my interests are so varied and vast. I saw this TED talk once about, um, I'll have to find the lady's name again. I can't remember it, but the lady talked about multipotentialite, where you don't have to have just one interest. You can have many interests. I think her website is putty-like. And it was so freeing to know that I didn't, I, I kept trying to pick just one thing. Okay, I'll be a writer. Okay, I will be a crochet artist. Okay, I'll be an abstract artist. I'll just be one thing. But then I would do that one thing for months and months and months, and then I would get bored. Mm. And so the studio gives me an opportunity to do a little bit of everything in kind of like a circular, you know, I'm going to crochet for a little while. Okay, now I need to take a break from crochet and I'm going to abstract paint or I'm going to embroider. Like when you're doing volume crochet, like we're talking eight hours a day when you're doing that kind of volume of crochet. Um, your wrists need a break every once in a while and or they burn out or blow out. <laughs> yeah. And so I find that, you know, having something to break that is um, is good. So like digital design or I, I find for me, it's my left arm, my left wrist that tends to have an issue. So if I do something like painting or digital design that I'm only using my right hand, hmm. then that gives my left my left arm a break. I don't know why it's the left arm with crochet, but it, it tends to have issues, overuse issues. But so taking a break and working on something else. Back to multipotentialite. So what what she said in her talk was, you know, when you can find a place where your interests converge that is when you get to kind of like a sweet spot, right? Um, I'm not quoting exactly. might not even be quoting, but this is my interpretation. That So for me, I have been doing like abstract painting. I've been doing surface pattern design. I've been doing crochet and embroidery. And I've been looking for the intersection mm. where they all meet. And I can't share the intersection with you guys yet, but I think that I have found the intersection. Right. And I think it's coming. Like I just I found the connections where they all meet and it's it's it was like a big oh, I can do that moment, right? But now it's skill building to get to mm. that where where I can see the vision long-term road of where everything connects. I just have to, you know, kind of walk the pathway to get to that place, which is quite exciting, but it's also um, a little bit of a challenge to keep pushing yourself. Well, you, it, by the way, you, you just said it there. That's wonderful. Like, um, we'll just find a way to put it out there, right? It's almost like this is our warehouse. <laughs> this yeah, house you're is, you're the creator of many different product yeah. SKUs, and this is this is our warehouse of all of our creative ideas. Have fun. It's probably down aisle eighteen <laughs> that you really want to go, and <laughs> so. But while you're at it, don't it's okay to meander through and see what creative uh, thing you find there. And I, the the thing I find that I see the most every time you create a product is is uh, you'll have this this smile on your face. You would be like, "Look what I made today," and you would just have this, if I may, childlike smile. But it's it's a little pride of accomplishment, I think. It is. And so what you are always showing me is a little bit of joy. And it's like, yeah, you got these joyful creations that you keep creating. 
even if it's temporal so even if it's a short run it's you're sharing joy through these creations of crochet of t-shirts you design of paintings you've painted if i was to say the root of all this is this these are your little bits of joy that you're sharing when you've made those big blankets for people it, you're sharing your joy well and when you see their face when they get their their blanket it's it's really cool so for me this is like your warehouse of joy <laughs> <laughs> so this brings you joy you're sharing your joy but will those who come across it feel the joy well um, I took some courses from Lila Rogers, some design courses, and she always said people buy your joy. They're not buying your product. They're buying how they feel when they see or use your product. So if that's why like, I'm drawn to bright colors and things that make me happy and, you know, like that kind of thing, because those are the things that bring me joy. So if I'm joyful while I'm creating my product hopefully you'll see a little bit of joy when you use my product or or you know that kind of thing and i think that's what's going to flow into the design too right so not only in the design of your product but the design of what your store is going to look like yeah business cards newsletters you name it i want people to come away enjoying the time that they've spent there so with the honey in the wild it's kind of like your intersection of your joy and creativity right would you say Honey in the Wild is my my creative space, yes, for sure. And being creative brings me brings me joy. That's that's um, one good way to put it. There's a few things. One is being a creator and not a consumer. Mm. So when you know when you're sitting and you're just consuming media or or even like reading books or just watching TV all the time or and you're not ever producing anything, but you're just consuming it. I don't know. It, I find that I have a different attitude about things when I'm not creating anything to put out in the world mm -hmm. than if I am being a like creative and having, you know, I made that, right? You're like a f little five-year-old kid coming home and showing your art after kindergarten, right? Look right. what I made, mommy. Exactly. You know? It's kind of like that, right? Like, I feel like that when I... And I've made something and I want to show it, you know, like a couple of kids will be like, oh, that's nice. And then other kids are like, mom, that's so cool. Because they know that that makes me feel good when they do that. <laughs> uh, not sure if they're, you know, telling the whole truth, or, but hopefully they are. <laughs> the other thing is with doing a handcraft or an art, arts and crafts type thing, I find that, and this is like an important piece, I find that crochet allows my brain to process whatever's rolling around in there. So if I have um, not taken time to be still, mm -hmm. if I do, if I do crochet, crochet and I have a notebook with me and I'm sitting crocheting and it allows my brain to relax and process whatever's going on behind the scenes. I mean, maybe that's stress or anxiety about something, or, you know, maybe it's creative ideas that are floating around just under the surface. Mm -hmm. It allows all that stuff to just kind of work itself out. And I find oftentimes when I'm sitting crocheting, I will get all kinds of creative ideas and I'll just write them down. And it, <laughs> too many ideas to ever accomplish but I have a notebook and I just write all the ideas down and then the ones that stick and don't go away those are the ones that get the attention right 
Right. The squeaky wheel that gets the oil. <laughs> That's probably true for a lot of scenarios, right? So when someone feels inspired, they're they're gonna most likely spend a lot more attention on the thing that inspires them versus something that truly doesn't inspire yeah. them. Or, you know, my my thought process for when I get a creative idea has has changed over the years. Now it is, um, okay, do I have the supplies for that? Is it something I can do right now? Or is it something that has to wait? Do I have the time for that? Is it going to take a lot of time? Do I really want to do that? Right. <laughs> exactly. The, that's a good idea, but, you know, I don't have the time to invest in that. Or the energy or the mental stick to to, you know. Exactly. Because <laughs> it's not just... Oh, I could crochet, you know, like I'm working on a lot of little projects right now. Like I could crochet a purse for an 18 inch doll. Well, yes, that's doable. Do I want to make a hundred of those? Maybe not. <laughs> right. That that may just be a short run product. And so that's one okay. It's so one time. A short run. I've made okay. 20. So that's enough for now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Putting something out into the world that you made rather than just consuming everything that everybody else made changes your perspective and also crochet or creativity as therapy. So to circle back, let's uh, revisit again the about page. <laughs> I think I think our conversation was really good. Like it it gave me some good ideas on how to um, how to put together mm -hmm. the about page. I'm going to do some research, too. It's very different when, like, in our times past when we help people build their websites, when it's down to building your own yeah. and having to think through this process for yourself. It's so much easier <laughs> to tell people, you need to go write an about page than <laughs> to sit down and actually write your own. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's far easier. Is there an about page generator somewhere? Just to make it easy. No, I have some ideas now. And once I see this transcript from here, I can take some of our conversation and put it in the about page too. That is true. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the contact page. So how how do we want people? Yeah, for sure. Like, how do we want people to contact us? Like, what do we want available to them? Well, I would like there to be a form for one, but um, I think I would also like maybe links to social media, if that's how we mm -hmm. like to be contacted. Um, and also maybe a, I'm not sure which email we'll put out there, but there was another, uh, I was thinking of having like a checklist, like a kind of reason for contacting. Mm -hmm. I know that's more common in business, which is what we're trying to be. But one of the, one of the ideas was to have like a, if something needs to be restocked, Right. They could tick that box and, you know, that way we would know. Or we would know right away how much attention their contact was going to need. I think in general, the reason for reasons on a contact page is off, it gives businesses like us a, a way to kind of... Filter to the person that needs to deal with the issue. Yeah, like, like, to, to filter and you can even look at it as a data analytics of, okay, we get a lot of restock. Uh, yeah, conversations. That's, I didn't think about that. But the other thing too, like if if it's a web or technical issue, then that would be you, mm -hmm. right? Or if it's a, can you make this product, like a product request, then that would be something I would need to deal with. Yeah, it just helps us to kind of get the overall, <laughs> what's the conversations people are having with us on even per, the first level and then the long term. So 
The reasons for filtering would be for, you know, getting it to the right person, but also the analytics. That's good. I hadn't really thought about the analytics part of it. The filtering is where my brain stopped. <laughs> well, does it eventually become a type of help doc? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it, maybe on the contact page, too, there should be a link to the FAQ. Mm -hmm. Right. So if um, what is the actual... I, you hear FAQ all the time, but do you know what the actual, is it an acronym? Yep. Stands for? It's a, it stands for Frequently Asked Questions. Okay. <laughs> it's drawing a little brain. That's all right. There. Yeah. See, that's that's usually the twofold. And when people, I think in general, when people are, are frustrated at companies and don't like to contact them in any way, on the uh, business side of it, they are using that data to help try to improve things, hopefully. They may not be an immediate improvement, but usually a lot of that information ends up being a, okay, you know what, clearly we're not communicating whatever we are communicating well enough. Um, that should be the best business product. So if we're asked a hundred times a day where this product is, nobody can find it and there's no link anywhere, but we know it's there, then obviously something is wrong. Yeah. It <laughs> it brings up the next question to why are they not able to find it? Yeah. How can we um, fix that? Is our site navigation, store navigation not clear enough? Right. And you know, have we used the wrong terminology that people, you know, maybe it's terminology that we're familiar with, but not our customers, right? True, true. Because I know when I, when I search for different, you know, like patterns or products, they, it can be the same thing. Like we had this conversation with cowls and infinity scarves in the past. It's like, if you are calling something by the wrong name or you need to add a second name to it, because that's what people in some other place call it then um, that will help you. Mm -hmm. So like that brings me to a couple of things I made this week. One, one of the things I found was a, a kerchief, an old fashioned kerchief pattern for crochet. I had so much fun crocheting that, but sometimes they're called bandanas. Sometimes they're called other things. I can't remember now, but basically the term I was looking for was kerchief, but they're called lots of different things. And then I, I remembered that there's also um, something called a snood, which is kind of an old fashioned hairnet. Right. And so I made one of those this week too. And that was really fun. That was a totally different pattern for me. It's kind of like a loose airy hat that you put over your hair. So with the contact page, uh, of course, any of these pages are going to be a work in progress, right? As we Evolve. continue, yeah. as we continue to grow, over time, we'll probably revisit these different resources and update it with whatever is needed to be updated, yeah. which kind of leads into what to do with the homepage, actually. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the homepage. <laughs> so with homepages, it is kind of your entrance, your, your, your actual storefront. But not everybody lands there. People no. come from all different. I almost places. almost wish they did. <laughs> yeah, because um, it's your first. Everybody thinks it's your first impression. But if they, if, if your customer Googled, I don't know, kerchief or hair snood and they land on your hair snood product, they may never, ever go to your homepage. Yeah. A lot I of mean, a lot of times when I land on a, on a website, it's because of an article or a pattern or something. If we put in a real world uh, application, it'd be like someone ending up right at the paint department without going through the storefront storefront. <laughs> It is a little odd just, when you think about it that way. They just suddenly appear. Although, <laughs> you know, like, whoop, there's a person there. Wow, I how'd you get to the bank department? 
I searched and I end up right here in the middle of your, <laughs> your business. <laughs> it's quite amazing technology, yes. So yeah, I've I've been looking at different homepage layouts. You want to put enough attention to make it practical. So like the highlight reel? <laughs> yeah. For a store, it's a little bit different though. Like I think the store should at least have some products on your homepage, even if they have to choose categories to get to the rest of them. I think they should be landing where they can buy. Well, exactly. I was just thinking of, um, as you've been sharing recently, the the latest product. So let's say you decided to showcase this nude, featuring that on the homepage. So it's there. Um, in case someone lands on the homepage, they can kind of see your latest creations. Yeah, and every or... time you replenish your, your products, you know, are you going to replenish and have those be the highlights, right? Right. Um, are we rolling out something special for Mother's Day or some other holiday. Yeah. Usually I've noticed that with a lot of stores, usually the homepage is the entrance for like sales or to help people get to those sales. It definitely. And they're very experimental. I already know this. They're very experimental in that, especially for storefront, because it will be driven by what you're seeing people yeah. buy. You're wanting you're gonna want to bring attention. So maybe there's a product that you really haven't seen any sales. That's usually when you bring highlight to it. So homepage is a good way of doing that. A newsletter is a good way of doing that. Sharing it on your social network is another way of doing that. Just to see if it gains any interest because sometimes, maybe not right now during spring, is said product popular, but what if it's the winter? Yeah. Or um, whatever the case may be, right? Well, and you know, like you might, like right now I'm thinking, okay, I don't want to do any anything for winter because we're heading into spring, right? So doing like a heavy hat or a, a scarf or something. But what can I make for spring? Well, and this the kerchiefs or the snoods would be perfect for right enough aeration to keep your head cool. Yeah. Although <laughs> so. I tried the kerchief in a acrylic, but I think I'm going to try it in a cotton. This is not a drapey acrylic. Yeah, I, I think in the end with. The homepage is going to be kind of like everything else, a way to bringing attention. And I actually discovered something really cool about the store system we're using is we can make what's called lookbooks. Oh, cool. and what was cool about that is so. We, so we, you select your pattern, your your products to be in the lookbook. Well, what I've come to discover it means so we're using Shopify for our storefront. And so what I discovered is when you go to, let's say, a collection. For the moment, um, let's say they're my infinity scarves. Okay. So that's the collection page you land on, but you turn it into a lookbook. So what that means is you can customize the look and flow of the infinity scarves collection page to communicate what you need to communicate. Okay. So maybe there's something special about the infinity scarves we want to highlight, whatever that is, and and more. I would have to show you the examples physically, but. It does it create it, open it my as world. a PDF or does it create it as a, like a digital, just kind of. Well, it's on your, it would be on your store. So if someone went and clicked on your menu to go see the infinity scarves, that page will have a unique style and flow okay. to highlight it. And I thought that was really cool because I think I've heard that somewhere along the way with SEO is if there is a, what they call a cornerstone page. So if it's a cornerstone product, if I may, in this instance, something that we want to kind of stand out or maybe it's personal. So what if I decide my infinity scarves should be, what's so special about them that they stand out a little different than other products. Right. So just open my eyes to 
different ways to do it. Don't just stick with the common flow. Yeah. There may be a reason to change some of these uh, flows to make our, our to art be studio. Creative. To be very creative. And if I liken it to when I go to a store, it's like a, a store doing a showcase. Like a little display. A, yeah, a little display of check out our paints, but they did a very customized display to highlight the paints, maybe where they get their paints from. Maybe there's something, some story behind those paints. I really haven't seen that, but I'm just using an example. It's the same concept. And I, and I thought that was cool. And I do know, I do get where you're talking about where there, you know, once upon a time of lookbooks being PDFs and it wouldn't be that hard. But see, that's, to do that's that. where my, my training was right with, surface pattern design we had you know we had to make stuff like that so it you know i can picture doing one of those and using yeah you know, i mean you can do the digital ones that are downloaded to using issue definitely it could be made in illustrator could probably be even made in procreate now that i've learned how to make stacked um things into right PDFs, so we, right? we could take it the next step where um, where yeah. i you know like when you used to get like sears catalog or well, I think you know, that's like where you that get a flyer in the mail or, you know, this is all my new products for May or April or whatever month you're in. And, you know, it would bring everything together. Like, here's my crochet. Here's my art. Here's my my um, fabric on Spoonflower. Here's, you know, everything. So uh, something like that kind of I mean, you probably wouldn't want to do it more than once a month or maybe even quarterly, depending on how many new things are coming out with but. Definitely, that could be fun, even if it's just a few pages long. It makes it feel real. Headband number two, done. <laughs> yeah, it's looking really good. This color's really fun. It's called Peony Pink. Nice. It's kind of like a corally pink. So that will be a, a sit-down day with rolling those those type of things out, looking at specific parts of the of the storefront and going, do we do a special display for said product? or its collections. And I think I really like the fact that now that is more possible yeah. than times past. I know I'm very code tech savvy, but the fact that something like Shopify allows me to create special templates based off of what I need it for <clears throat> is a big deal. Well, and that you don't have to like code it by hand, you know? No, right. I can actually use what's I can pick a special theme and style and run with it. And if I want, if I needed to code, could. I could. And so there is a bit of freedom there. Before it was uh, in times past, if I wanted to create something like a lookbook, it would be a, a third party app page builder and cost monthly to do. And so it's nice to when you're getting started and maybe you don't have a budget, the fact that it's included, that you could explore these options. And like I was going to say a moment ago, it wouldn't take much to print that page as a PDF either. Oh, okay. Well, that's another. So that's something else to explore too. Yeah, there would be ways where I could probably make a page template where that's possible. Like I want to explore that further, especially with this creative outlet of, well, what's the best way? Do we digitally create it on the iPad and then translate it to the store? Either way, if that's a good flow, I want to be able to share that flow. And the other thing, um, I know you've been doing a lot of videos on your YouTube about Shop uh, Shopify. Mm -hmm. Have you done one about the lookbook feature yet? No, I've not highlighted this feature yet. That's actually. But I'm working towards that. It's another idea. I know you're looking for ideas for. Recently, 
I produced a video more on how to upload and link a PDF download to a product description, Okay. which I wish they made easier. But That'll come in handy because we're going to have some PDF downloads soon. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's technically there's two different ways that can be done. They have made a field, which is one way, but it requires code. And there's one other way that does feel a bit two steps, but it's workable. You can work with it. Well, and I'm taking it further because something like to go a little geeky for a moment, something like Shopify, you have more than one way you can talk to your store. You could go through a website or your web browser, sorry, to be more accurate, but they also have apps. So whether you use an Android or iOS, so like an iPad or iPhone, you can actually do this through those apps as well. So it's one of the reasons why I like it is because you can still do business if you needed to, to a degree using different outlets. So it's not always trying to go through a web browser. Let's be honest, that's not always intuitive either. Yeah. You know, for all the technology we have, things are becoming less and less intuitive. It feels like that. Yeah. So what I, to bring that back to kind of what we've been talking about throughout today in our coffee time, I feel now uh, that's a creative outlet. So being this creative art studio that you're creating, we have the ability to show creative elements in the various different aspects of your online store, even through your blog, once we hit that area, that that flexibility means a lot. So you could have illustrations throughout your store yeah, and it's not too hard to pull off. And that to me means a lot to have that, that freedom. I have been um, on my notes app on my phone. I've been taking notes of different blog post ideas, things I can write about. Now I just need to find an easy way to do that. Yeah. I'm feeling I'm feeling tech challenged lately. OK, let's be honest. Word gives me a headache every time I use it because it logs itself out, forgets who I am, can't remember where I want it to save things. And I'll be typing something and then it'll decide that it doesn't like my password, right? So I, I get frustrated with that. And, you know, if I start something on my phone and I want to finish it on my iPad, you know, I have an Android phone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes the connection between the two is like, the connections aren't there. And because of the because of those things, it can definitely stop the creative flow because it's like I had a creative idea. <laughs> now it's gone because of the right? tech issues. Well, I just when you're talking about Word, I discovered the Word desktop version, for example, has this really cool example of a coloring <laughs> book, right? And I was like, wow, that's a cool example. But I pull up Word Mobile, that's they don't show that example, and I thought that was kind of interesting being creative, a creative mindset, I want to be able to use tools or have tools available to me. And I know you're on the same page as this, where you can flow from one system to the other within means and use the same tools. I, I understand if the interface has to be slightly different, like for example, Illustrator on the iPad is a little different than Illustrator on the desktop, but now they're starting to roll out similar tools to where if I start on the iPad, I can finish on the desktop and it will be fairly seamless. So I like that type of integration versus, oh, I'm going to use Illustrator on the iPad. Well, that means I can't do this, 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 this as well. Well, I think I find right. one of the, the biggest issues was I have like on my desktop, I have like over 2000 paid fonts mm -hmm. and you can't access them from the iPad that you would, I would have to buy all the new fonts for the iPad specifically for whatever. I don't even know how you would do that for whatever software. I know you can buy fonts that integrate into Procreate, but 
I don't know how you do that with uh, things that stop the creative flow for sure. Or they feel well, they're just, definitely hurdles. I'll just make this little their little page to give away for free, and it's like, oh yeah, I can't put any text <laughs> on that page. What app can I use to even remotely create said idea? <laughs> exactly. Or how many apps do I have to use to make it happen? <laughs> okay, so I've done my my special graphics in this one graphics. Do your process, and it's it's crazy sometimes when you know if. I guess that's why you have multiple apps because one doesn't do certain things and another one does. And so you just have to use them all in it. Yeah. If I liken it to when I create videos, I have my desktop video. So I record on the desktop, which is, I've, I've, I'm glad I've got that refined now. To be honest, I've used so many different video editing softwares on the desktop that I discovered one on the iPad. And so I just send my videos over to the iPad, edit on the iPad. It just works. It even handles up to 4K video without a hiccup, which I am wow. absolutely floored because I can barely do that on desktop. What's the flow? Where's the, the flow? The issue, the, one of the issues I have with the iPad is the file management system. It just, and I guess I have that same issue with the desktop too, right? So clearly every now and then when you're trying to have a creative flow, things can get in the way and it can be very challenging. And I know we don't like it when things don't go our way all the time. I think it's important to push through all of those tech, tech or life issues. Yeah, because it can certainly happen. And I think once we learn, which we're still a work in progress, once we learn to push through the tech issues, not let it stop us. And then, you know, push through life issues. I don't know. I think I'm called to be creative because I can't. You know, you don't do something for years and years and years and years. And then, you know, you can't just stop. I have to be doing something creative. And pushing through knowing that even if some of these tools drive us nuts in the process, just do more crochet to get, <laughs> to get over the crazies. You know, a farmer has to has to toil the field. Has to deal with the rain. Has to deal with the rain, their tractor breaking down or, you know. And so this is our tools. And as imperfect as they are, some of them do what we need to do very well. Others don't. And sometimes it is a bit of a hop around to get it done. But... At the end of the day, if it helps us create and do the work we need to do, we'll just have to keep pushing through and help. help and I think it's a, I think it's important too to to not stop being creative and and not spend all your time searching for a solution too. Because I think sometimes I can get oh, if I just find a better art software, or if I just find a better, you know, video recording, or if I just find something that will do this easier. And then you get so focused on that, you lose your creativity and why you were there doing that in the first place. Like you finding, you know that I don't love being on camera mm -hmm. all the time. So, but, but we like talking, we like chatting and we wanted to share that. So instead of doing a video of coffee time, we can do a podcast and that, is much more natural. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, because then we can be pajamas on a Friday night with hair a mess and 
you know, it's not, no, I can't do a video tonight. Right. Right. But we can still do a podcast. And I, and I like the flow of a podcast just because. It's more natural because. Yeah. This is a conversation because this is what, what, what you guys are hearing is what we actually do. And we've done for like the 22 yeah, years of years. our 23 years of our marriage, right? We sit down, we hash things out. So what you're hearing is exactly what we do. So it feels very natural and authentic. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we can be all over the place too. <laughs> yes, yes. Very scattered, but focused. So how do we do with our products today? Projects today, I should say. I am finishing my third 18 inch doll headband. I've made some good progress with this scarf. I'm going to dump out the bag and see how many are left. I'm curious. You know, it's funny in our conversations. I've just sorry for the rustling. I have been poking around, just doing a few at a time. <clears throat> and I literally, I have five bags left to do. Wow. So I ha I'm down to five beanies. That's why I like working on a project while chitter chattering because it seems to fly by and you're like, oh, wow, I got my scarf done. Or Yeah, it goes done. a lot faster. Well, I think that's good for today with our coffee time here. Yeah. We had a good chat about, <laughs> uh, what did we talk about today? We talked about about pages, contact pages, current projects. Home, home page and apps that drive us nuts. <laughs> I think that's an added bonus there. <laughs> it wasn't what we were <laughs> intending to talk about, but let's be honest, there are certain things that can get in the way. And, and I think it's good to talk about those things in a good manner to where, yes, they drive us nuts, but. Let's try to push through them and so. And don't let it stop you from being creative. Thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate that you took the time to <laughs> hang out with us while we chatted. And had lots of coffee in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> and made creative stuff. We'll see you next time. Have a good day.